go. Oh. Episode four. I decided to throw something out at Matt. Gave him a little truffle shuffle. I'm super excited for Space Force. Oh my god. <laughs> well, you really threw me off. I, look, I turn to my right. I turn to my right and I just see a giant white stomach coming. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> space Force. Oh my god. We're joining the Space Force. <laughs> you know, I'm not worried about Space Force uh, for whenever I enlist mm. because uh, I'm not overweight there because there is no gravity. You know what? You got a great point. We, we can, can join the Space Force. We <laughs> can do as many pull-ups as they need. <laughs> <laughs> you, you had a very interesting <laughs> Facebook run-in in regards to the Space Force. <laughs> this, this dude... <laughs> That I worked with for like two minutes at one point in New York as a bartender, which is another, which is going to lead me to my next part. But here's the thing. I'm not going to name this guy, but here's what he says. He goes, it absolutely kills me that people are making fun of Trump for Space Force, approved by the government and the head of the military to say we are creating this branch of defenses. To me, it's a monumental week for all humanity. They actually came out and said we need to defend ourselves from threats in space for the first time, admitting there is life in space and advanced life. Otherwise, we would have no need for defense in space. All that was one sentence, by the way. Uh, uh, everyone needs to quit being dicks and realize this is a historic week in human history. And obviously, I ha-ha reacted to that. <laughs> Because that's the what you're supposed to do when you hear the word Space Force. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> then he, he saw that I laughed, and he goes, laugh away, Matt Butterfield. <laughs> but I would love to hear your explanation as how to why we need a Space Force if there is nothing to defend against in space. <laughs> dot, 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 question mark. This is uh, this is a working actor, by the way. Oh my god! He's <laughs> like, you remember that movie Office Space? Yes. It's a mat you put on the floor, <laughs> and you can jump, jump to, to conclusions. conclusions. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, buddy. Filmed in Dallas, Texas. Dallas and Austin. And in Austin too. Yeah, both. Oh. They did it in both because Mike Judge is a Mr. Texas man. Yeah, man. He's a, he's a, he's the dude. Damn it, Dale. I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Bartending well, is so weird. Um, yeah, uh, it is. Holy shit. Just the restaurant industry. The service industry thing. in New York is so unique. Because you get you get everybody. Yeah, it's like the rest of the country, with the exception of Chicago, New York, and L.A., the rest of the country, people that work in the service industry are just like, college kids trying to get beer money. Yeah. Here, it's like actual people yeah. with stories you know, and lives. You know, people like us in our 30s <laughs> <laughs> who had dreams and, you know... Hey, you know, it's funny. I went back gosh. into the service industry to chase my dreams. Yeah, that's true. You're giving up right on what the, I'm doing. You're giving up on acting right at the cusp of when fat guys actually start to get work. Yeah, which is not yeah. a smart move. No, it's not. I, I worked in my 20s <laughs> so that I could chase my dream in my 30s. <laughs> I need, to, you, I need to rethink this. Yeah, come on. <laughs> That's what we're here for. That's oh why I'm God. your best friend. I had this customer the other day that he was uh, super excited, okay. right, to tell me about how he uh, uh, recently figured out he was a homosexual man. Oh and my God! Yes, this dude. Yes, he, he he was he was very excited that he is now gay, uh-huh. and we are all very excited for him because it's really. <laughs> Especially in New York, it's very fun to be gay, and it's very, you know, it's a celebrated thing, and it is Pride Month, and Absolutely. all this stuff. And the thing about working at a bar, though, is that you can't, you can't leave the bar <laughs> when this, when these people keep talking at you. You have to, you have to stand there, yeah, and, yeah, man, stand, yeah. And, and listen to this dude. He's telling me he's talking to to a friend of his. So luckily, it wasn't just me and him, and I'm only catching like bits and pieces of this but it but it turned into it was like wait a minute this dude is saying that he is now gay and that's good because now he can talk to women that was literally the leap that he made he goes it's great now that i'm gay there's no pressure when i talk to women i can just talk to women and they don't feel like i'm a creep and i'm like uh not if you're Saying that, <laughs> yeah, that kind of throws off the whole dynamic. <laughs> like, like, and also that doesn't mean 
I don't know if you know what gay means, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Being comfortable I, around women I does not mean you're gay. I think maybe you <laughs> might be bisexual. Yeah, yeah, sure. And you're telling girls you're gay. Yeah. For whatever to reason. bring down their guard. Yeah, or and whatever. When, they, when you've brought their guard down, then you're going to pounce. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. He didn't seem like, he seemed like he was mostly pouncing on dudes. What a strange, but strange a, individual. But, and a know, weird way to go about... Whatever his goal is. Introducing yourself into the life. Yeah. I'm going to sit at, have a le- or sit at a bar... <laughs> this dude, and this just, dude went deep, though. Oh, my this God. This dude went deep. He, uh, he told me that he... He also, you know, he's getting divorced from his wife because oh, he realized he was gay. And when his friend that he was talking to goes, "Oh wow, y'all haven't spoken in a while," um, and, and, and he said, "Yeah, we haven't." She had, he was like, "Yeah, she hates my guts. We haven't spoken in like three years." And then his friend, rightfully, just eyes got big, and and he says, "What'd you do?" The guy goes, "Oh, you know, I was, I'm gay." <laughs> Understandable. Yeah, I mean Under, that's a reason to divorce somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then his friend said, "Oh, so you cheated on her?" His response: "Oh no, dude, I've only been gay for a month. I'm just gonna leave everybody to sit in that because Matt's staring at me. He Matt looks like he's about to throw water on his keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to I'm about to dump water." All over my three thousand dollar Mac, <laughs> just because just because there's no point in living in this world. No, with people like that. No, there's not. God damn it! <laughs> Fuck. And all of this during Pride. Can you can you imagine only being gay for a month and you're like forty years old? <laughs> it's like, dude. Okay, you may have only been out for a month. It's like, but gay is not a it's not a switch you flip. <laughs> yeah. You're either gay or you're not gay. Yeah, yeah I, I imagine you're either born Maybe, gay. I mean, or you're look, not look, gay. I believe. Here's what I can believe. I I can believe that. Your, your preference might change throughout your life. People are fluid. Gender is fluid. Pre- orientation yeah, is fluid. I, I were, yeah. Things things change. Like you might get like, uh, who knows? Who knows what's going on? No, that makes sense. And that it, wh- to each his own. Right. But to have a day where you realize where this is the day where I became gay. This is my gay anniversary. I put a question mark on that day. <laughs> yeah. Not <laughs> the day where I came out. No. The day where I realized be- to myself, gay. yeah, yeah, or became gay, not even realized it. It's like I woke up this morning and I had a cup of coffee and I said to myself, you know what? I think I'm gonna be gay. Might be a good way to pick up some women, right? <laughs> <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of all good things, gay culture. It yeah. is Pride Month, specifically today is Friday. June the 22nd, I believe it is. Yes, it is. Friday, June the 22nd. And Sunday. We're in the middle of it. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. It all goes down. It's the big day. Have you ever been? Yes, I went last year. Yeah. It was phenomenal. The guys were walking through the... uh, The guys with the coolers were going up and down the sidewalk selling the super potent fruit punch. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? No, I... I, You know what? It's fucked up. What? I've never been. Well, this isn't. That is not a specific to Pride thing. That's a specific to New, New York, York City thing. They do it. You can in get Central, them at the beach. Yeah, you get them at the beach. They do it in Central Park. They do it at street festivals, and it's like five dollars for like a sixteen that. ounce jug, and they get you lit, son. Yeah, lit. Are they me frozen? And Nata- no, they're like a fruit. That's like a fruit punch thing. Okay. So me and all of us just got lit off yeah. of like two each. Absolutely. And then me and Parker and Zandra. Ventured up into Hell's Kitchen. Oh my post god! Post parade, Blazing Saddles. Yes. Oh, whatever that place is called. Uh, yeah, I think, I think that's what it is. is Blazing it flaming saddles. saddles. Flaming Saddles. Yeah. Went there. Phenomenal. Great time. After I get off my shift on Sunday brunch, me and Andrea going to Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. Same. Going to a party. Oh yeah. You are too. Yeah, I'm working brunch and then I'm I want to head out. Hey. Yeah. Let's go. Let's, Let's go together. It. Yeah. So yeah, Pride Month is great. Pride Month, Pride celebrations are great. It started off as a riot, uh, and I also feel like that is something that should always be remembered. Yes, uh, that absolutely. people fought for this right to be themselves. Uh, they it didn't start out as a party. Didn't start it out started as a party. Out as a fight. It's uh, started out as a fight because these people deserve to live their lives the way that they want to live them. Everybody deserves to do that. Um, Marsha P. Johnson uh, threw that fateful brick. At the police and 
set the country on fire after that. Got everybody out there. She, her name should be remembered. Her legacy should be remembered. And that's why we have pride. And I'm going to stop banging on this desk eventually <laughs> in my life. Uh, that's why we have pride. And that's why our friends get to be their wonderful selves. We love it. And it's a hell of, it's a, hell of a good time nowadays. Yeah. What hell else we got? Good, it's funny. This time last year, me and Andrea went and saw one of my favorite songwriters, Jason Isbell. Yeah. Who, country folk, um, rock and roll, singer, songwriter, fantastic yeah. Um, really, really um, open and very accepting person, especially when you think he's from Alabama. It's, yeah, you know, yeah. Kind of well, any country artist, yeah. I'm kind of like. Yeah, but initially he's, he's very, very open and he's he's a liberal. Yeah, we'll sure. just put it that way. We'll just put the label on him, him. and Sturgill are friends. Oh yeah, they're best friends actually. Really? Yeah, they really are. They're best friends. Him I and just Sturgill. made that up. No, it's for real, for real. <laughs> so anyway, last year, me and Andrew saw him at the Beacon Theater the night before the Pride Parade. And Jason was talking about he loves doing his shows in New York City during Pride Month because he loves to be around the energy and the celebration of it all. And he brought his 17-year-old sister uh, for the first time, her first time ever going to New York City. And she was begging him, like, oh, my God, please, can we go? Can we go? And, she, and he goes, you don't understand. This is New York City during <laughs> Pride. Wherever you go... You're there. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what. The whole place. The whole place. The whole place is just super gay for a whole month. Bay Ridge. It's the best. Gay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Gravesend. Yeah. Yeah. Gay. <laughs> City Isle Bronx. Yeah. Gay. Gay. <laughs> it's awesome. The uh, only place that's not gay is Staten Island. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fuck them. <laughs> exactly. That's just... Diet New Jersey. <laughs> so, uh, big stuff coming out in television. Yep. They killed Roseanne. They killed Roseanne. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning, not they canceled Roseanne, but they're going to have to kill her. They're going to kill her character yeah. because they're spinning off. <laughs> they're spinning off from Roseanne and creating a new show called The Connors. Wait. Sans Roseanne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how are they going to kill her? How are they going to kill her? Are they just going to give her your standard fat person heart attack? I hope not. I hope it's so good. Yeah, I hope that, like, I hope what happens is that, like, the clan shows up at their house thinking that they're, like, I don't know, anyone but themselves. And I just, I don't know. What else could they do? Like, I hope she gets lynched. Oh my, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, in the know. show, in the show, <laughs> fictionally speaking, I hope she just gets just like, I hope the uh, tarred and feathered. What, what <laughs> racist people used to do? I want what racist people used to do and still do. Yes. Uh, but uh, but I want to her. to her. I, like, I want to put her on an oven. I want to put. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I want to. I want to. <laughs> I'm going for it. You're going. Fuck for Roseanne. That <laughs> has to be creative. Who's going to do it? What do you think? Oh, my God. Do you think it's really going to be a heart attack or diabetes or something? I think it's going to be something. Diabetes is good because she can lose a leg along the way. Yeah, I think it's good. Well, she's not going to be on it at all. Yeah, I know. Like, they're going to pick up and she's going to be gone. That's so weird. I don't know if she's just going to run out on her family or if they're going to kill her. What do you think? Like, what is the logic behind that? I think they Is it just saving jobs? I think that it's saving jobs. I think they promised a lot of people money. I think by canceling, like we talked about before, by canceling it, a lot of people lost work. Yeah. You know, there's only two actors on that show, aside from Roseanne, that are that are good with their money. Right, right. That they're good with their money, but, but they're probably set. Well, that's not true. That's not true? No, I mean, there's John Goodman, there's... That's uh, what I'm saying. John Goodman and Laurie Metcalf. Well, there's that other guy. Oh, yeah. From the Big Bang Theory. Johnny Galicki. Yeah. He, uh... He, he's... <laughs> Yeah, if anybody's he's set. He's if anybody loaded. is set, it's that. He's dude. probably more he's, loaded how than many TV most. shows is that dude sitting on. I mean, he, did, big he was on like six seasons of Roseanne and then now ten years of Big Shh. Bang Theory. And he's like one of the high he's probably the second seen, highest paid actor on Big Bang Theory. Have you ever like third. seen a picture of him out in public? Because he looks like the biggest douchebag in the world. That doesn't surprise me. Like, like every time I see I've a been picture on TV of him, since I was fifteen. Every time I see a picture of him, his hair is slicked back like 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 old school slimy long island like italian hey bro let's take the li double lock go see billy joel and his hair is kind of long so it's like it's about my length and so like to have if my hair was just slicked up against my head imagine what a psychopath i would look like (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I just oh threw God. a bag of puppies over the, the the bridge on my way over here. Hey, no big deal. No big deal, huh? No big deal. Nassau County. Yeah. <laughs> and he like he also is always wearing very shiny clothes, and I hate it when men oh, wear man. shiny clothes. Yeah. I don't know why. It's only men. Yeah. That that bothers me only on men. Women get to shine on. And it's but... not because it's a feminine thing that it bothers me. It just seems. No, well, I think maybe that is what it is. No, I don't know. No, I think it's because of the precedent that's been set by straight men who wear shiny clothes. Is they're normally assholes? Yeah, that's what it is, right? Yeah, it's I've the never precedent. met one lives that I our, liked. You've never walked up to a guy in a shiny shirt at a bar and he was like, "Hey, man, what's going on?" Yeah, like, hey, fucker, what you doing? He's like, "Hey, Jagerbomb, 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 Jagerbombs and Heinekens, Fireball, Vegas bombs. We're getting crazy tonight, bro. <laughs> God bombs, <laughs> Gabagool, Gabagool." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, In other news, other yeah. television news. Tell me. Season two of Glow is coming up. That's going to be great. Baby. That's going to be... I love season one. Such a good show. Uh, I don't remember a whole lot about it other than Allison Brie is naked within the first ten minutes. <laughs> and that Mark Maron is also naked at one point within the first... <laughs> Eight episodes. He's just phenomenal. <laughs> June 29th, season two of Glow coming up. If you don't know about Glow, it's a fantastic show that is historical fiction yeah. based on the Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling television show from the 80s. Yes. And I, as a lifelong fan of professional wrestling, was real skeptical going into this show thinking that they were going to treat it, treat wrestling real bad. No, they're... They were so, they're so respectful to the wrestling. They're so respectful... To the people who worked in it, they actually brought in real wrestlers. I would say that they're beyond like respectful, and they in fact celebrate it. They absolutely like they, do. They, and it's, I, it's it's like even even like the horrible shit, like the conceivably horrible shit, like the right. welfare queen. Hey, the, <laughs> yeah, but like eighties wrestling gimmicks were even then. Their eighties were not a good time. Well, yeah, the eighties were not not politically correct. No, and but they embraced that, and they yeah. show how much like fun yeah. people were still having without like walking on eggshells. Yeah, or wrestling on eggshells. That's right, wrestling on eggshells, dude. Oh my god, WWF <laughs> in the eighties is like. If you if you even had like a cousin that lived in a foreign country, yeah, you were the evil American hating heel <laughs> bad guy. <It> was like, <laughs> they do that. Yeah. Allison Breeze like plays some Russian. Yeah. She's so cute. I'm in love with her. <laughs> Allison Breeze fantastic. I just finished a binge of community. Yes. So I got Allison Bree on the mind. I saw uh, the little hours recently. I haven't seen that. Which is uh it's her, Audrey, Aubrey Plaza, um, uh, oh, 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 oh. Uh, her husband uh, plays like the main dude. Dave Franco. Dave Franco plays the main dude. You have a fake brother name? Um, yeah, that dude is. <laughs> oh, yo, you're James Franco's brother, Dave he's, Franco. He's totally, he's totally like, I'm not the clone of James Franco. <laughs> I promise. I like Dave Franco. I don't he has no one. personality. He doesn't really, but he, I mean, he's, he's just hot. I've also he's seen. He's hotter a, than James Franco. I've also seen say a that? lot worse actors make it. Sure. Yeah. Fair enough. And, and he, he, I got no hate really for him, yeah. other than I think he, you're just jealous that he bangs Allison Brie on the one rig. thousand percent. <laughs> and Make Kate sure McCucci, the, Kate McCucci was the other one. Make Kate McCucci. Her name, that's her name. All right, party in. Um, uh, <laughs> that's her name, Kate McCucci. Oh, speaking of recent, her dad's name is Phil. No, um, <laughs> uh, she she's part of uh, Garfunkel and Oates. Oh, okay. The big girl with the big eyes. Dark yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, exactly. But then the little hours, it's like this retelling of the Demacleron or something, and it's basically these three nuns practicing witchcraft on Dave Franco, <laughs> trying to catch that D, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just desperately want to catch that D. That's hilarious. But it's the year 1300, and they can't catch that D. It's not allowed. Speaking <sighs> of yeah. things that we recently saw, or uh-huh. things that you recently saw... You recently saw The Incredibles, Incredibles. too. Yeah. But you specifically wanted to talk about a short that preceded the film that yeah. really affected you. Right. It was just this really great... Uh, I mean, every Pixar movie has a um, beginning short that I've ever been to. Uh, I remember at one point for Coco, they had a, a, a Frozen short. 
that they ended up canceling because everybody got mad because <laughs> everybody hates Josh Gad, rightfully so. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, but for this one, I didn't even like. I don't even remember what it was called. I you could e- easily look it up. I could easily look it up, but I'm not going to. Uh, about it, it was about um, this woman. She like makes dumplings, and she, you know, she makes these like beautiful dumplings, and then eventually she gets one, and she goes to take a bite out of it, and then it starts crying. Oh, like a baby. And then she raises this dumpling up. She she takes the dumpling in. She raises it up. It grows. You can it basically. It's clearly like her child, like she marks it some growth on the wall, blah, and, and like there's all this time that they spend together cuddling and getting to know each other. Eventually, it gets to the point where the dumpling wants to move on. Uh-huh. I'm just gonna spoil this because it's not that. It, it's that a short. Important. It's just a go. short, and it's five minutes, and it's not what anybody. Anyway. Uh, Eventually, this this dumpling wants to move on from hanging out with mom all the time, and that creates a lot of friction. And the dumpling is a jerk to the mom. Mm. The mom gets really upset, and eventually, the dumpling comes home. The dumpling leaves, then comes home with a woman who he's gonna marry. And mom is playing tug of war with this dumpling. Things are just getting out of hand. They're screaming at each other. Finally, she just picks the dumpling up and eats it. And oh, that, shit. The whole theater. I mean, granted, this is a children's theater, children's th- movie I was going to see, so it was a lot of kids. But the whole theater burst, screamed. Except for me. <laughs> I am howling with laughter <laughs> at this point like I can't because it was so visceral and so upsetting like she's just like ah! like her and this dumpling are just screaming at each other they're, they're red in the face and she's just like I want you to stay home with me we're safe and like, she's not saying any of this there's no words spoken throughout this whole thing right. it's all just like it's emotion it's all just emotive yeah. it's all just like grunts and like little like little noises Ooh. and she's just so mad she just goes ah! and she eats it and then everybody screams and I start laughing <laughs> because I can't because all these children are so upset I can't believe that that's what they chose to do because they didn't for another like I mean it felt like two minutes it was probably closer to like 15 seconds but there's just there's a long time where you're like what the fuck was that the end of this short? The mom just eats her child? Moral? What is the moral? <laughs> Don't leave your mother. <laughs> oh my god. Don't fuck with mom. Ooh. Eventually, eventually it's revealed that uh, it is all a, a, a metaphor. And then you see her reconnect with her actual son who looks very much like the dumpling. Um, um. And they have a reconciliation where they go and they eat sweets together and she doesn't eat the real she does not eat the real because that sounds like an episode of last podcast on the left right (laughs) (laughs) shout out yo brother to my boys (laughs) you're the inspiration yep hey guys um we should tag them in this post just to see what they do yes um see if we can get some listeners (laughs) holy shit We just keep going down and down. I think I think what got us in the last one, um, well, the reason why we, it fell off so hard, is because we praised Kanye West. We may have. Fucked I was up. talking to somebody about this recently. He was just like, "Yeah, y'all were going off on Kanye West," and then he rolled his eyes, and I was like, "Sorry, I, I apologize." I guess well, the album was great. The album was great, and I stand by it. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. Sorry that it was great. Sorry that he makes good music. Um, Moot. Speaking anyway, of music, yeah, music. Well, speaking of a guy that has made some really good music in his life, yeah, Mr. Paul McCartney, oh, Sir fuck. Paul, yeah. first new album coming out in five years. And is it coming out? Um, coming out soon. You Don't heard any, heard any I actually? Yeah, it? I heard the first song because he just did um, carpool, carpool karaoke with James Corden. They did it in Liverpool, and they went to a bunch of like spots where he, he went to his childhood Liverpool. home, Liverpool. Wow. The Beatles from Liverpool. <laughs> There's some, something about Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was a great episode. I highly suggest everybody watch. It was a great little thing. Sure. Um, 
And in the carpool karaoke segment part of it, they did his new song, and it's it's a horny song for a seventy five year old yeah. man. Yeah, right? <laughs> still getting it, dude. It's all about hooking up with a chick <laughs> at a bar, man. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, Paul, baby, get it. He has never that, gone into a bar and hooked up with a that chick. Vegetarian Ween is still rocking. No, no, I want you to imagine the wild circumstance of Paul McCartney. Going to a bar and picking up a check, oh. at any age, almost, almost any age. Yeah, and like, like he couldn't have done it ever. Why not? Because the moment you walk into the bar, everyone's gonna fuck the fuck out. That's Paul true. McCartney. That's true. I heard him describe this once in an interview where he's just like someone. I think it, it wasn't WTF. Maybe it was, or maybe it was Nerdist. Oops. Oops. Uh, um. But I remember hearing him just someone the interviewer it doesn't really matter because the interviewer asked him, "What's it like to be a Beatle? <laughs> like what's like you're one of the four, you know? Yeah. And everybody knows what I'm talking about when I say that. And he's just like, you know, um, every time I walk into a room, everybody is incredibly happy to see me. <laughs> and he's like, and That's I, awesome. I love that. I love that." But I do walk into less rooms now because of that. <laughs> That's fantastic. Because he's just like it's so exhausting. He told him because just imagine everywhere you go, hi, oh my god, you've changed my life. <laughs> that would I don't like it. I don't like it if I I don't know. That's never happened to you. That's never happened. <laughs> I just shut up. I just can't imagine like that ever happening. Like a group of people just being like, "Wow!" Actually, you know what? It did happen to me once. Oh, one time, shit. I walked. Well, <laughs> I hosted a brunch at my apartment. Ego, ego. No, I walked into a brunch at my apartment uh, uh, like years ago, and we ended up bar hot. You were with me. We ended up bar hopping that day. Oh, yeah, that's when I found out what Brooklyn Close means. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Uh, and we, uh, you know, we were drinking. We, we be drinking. We be drinking. And I, we be drinking a lot. And don't remember going to this one particular bar. But then the next week I walked into that bar and everybody burst into applause. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, <laughs> and I was like, Burr. "What happened? What did I do? <laughs> what happened?" And they were like, "You're here. You're about to spend a ton of money." And it's like, "Oh, no, I'm not." <laughs> I saw that on my statement. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> Whatever it was, it cost a hundred dollars. Shit. <laughs> Which in Brooklyn is a lot of money. Yeah. Paul. Uh, Paul told a great story on the. On that. On. Some some something. The show. What was uh, James Corden. James Corden told a great story on James Corden about how when he used to live in that childhood home when they were actually famous. Um, he didn't move out of there until he was eighteen, and they were famous oh when he was like seventeen. So fans knew where he lived, and they'd go sit out front of the house. And he's like, oh, you know, sometimes you 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 love it and you appreciate it, but sometimes you kind of got to get away from it. Yeah. So he thought he could sneak out of his house by wearing a disguise. So he put on like a flat cap, glasses, and a mustache. Shut. And he's like walking out of his front door, and he walks down, and there's fans out there. And one of the fans looks at him and goes, "Oh, hi, Paul." (laughs) Nobody bought it. Wow, that's hilarious. He just basically Groucho marks himself. He Groucho marks himself with a hat, and they just, "Oh, hey, Paul." (laughs) You know who else wears a disguise? Kevin Bacon. He does. He will. He has a disguise. He said that oh he, he said that he wears it less because people aren't as nice to him. Oh shit! When he wears it, oh that makes perfect sense. <laughs> He's like, you know, I kind of, kind of like being Kevin Bacon. <laughs> being Kevin Smith, no, actually not Kevin. Being Kevin, I don't know. Being Johnson. Kevin, yeah. Just being a Kevin is quite boring. <laughs> uh. So something I just read that is yeah. that's nuts. Mm-hmm. A private collector is auctioning off Bruce Springsteen's handwritten lyrics to Born to Run. That's it's wild. A seminal rock and roll song defined a generation in a lot of parts of the country. Yeah, sure. Um, one of the most celebrated rock and roll songs of all time. A song that personally changed my life for the better. 
And also gave us the Arcade Fire. Gave us the Arcade Fire, because without that wall of sound that they did on the Born to Run album, you wouldn't have Arcade Fire. Right. You wouldn't have a lot of shit that happened. I remember being in a bar once, and uh, I could barely hear the music, and I turned to you. We were in Austin, Mm -hmm. and uh, I turned to you, and I was like, is this Arcade Fire? And then you got very angry with me and said, it's Bruce! (laughs) (laughs) Something about Texans, they just... they're A, they're ignorant to Bruce, and we know how Texans are when they're ignorant about something. They just blatantly hate it. Moving on. Moving on. So, yeah, they're expecting these handwritten lyrics to go for $300,000. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. In 2013, they sold for $197,000. That makes me wonder, because I went to see that David Bowie is here thing yeah. uh, in Brooklyn, and they had a ton of handwritten lyrics. Oh, shit. And it makes me wonder how much money is in behind that glass. A uh, dick ton of a money. A dick ton. <laughs> Holy crap. That's a lot. That is a lot. $300,000 for... I don't know. They're I the, guess it's cool. Would you pay that much if you had it? If I had that money to spare... Would you even want it? Yeah, because I've seen the... I've seen the notes. It's not just, like, handwritten out. Like, it's notebooks worth of notes... Because Bruce is very, very methodical and very particular when he's writing. So it's literally notebooks worth of notes that little pieces from different pages led to a final product that was not finalized until they'd already been in the studio for six months. They spent six months working on just the song Born to Run. Spent a year and a half working on the album. So it's a lot of... It's more than just like... It's not just like a single sheet of paper. Oh, okay. With like some ideas and some words written on it. Like it's... Because I'm thinking about me writing lyrics whenever I wrote lyrics back when I wrote songs. Yeah. And uh, I didn't save any of them. Oh, really? Also, I pretty much knew that I wasn't Bruce Springsteen. Bruce's... (laughs) Bruce's songwriting, like his lyrics stuff, it's more so like having a journal. Yeah. It's more so like having one of Bruce Springsteen's journals from like 1973 to 1975. Why do you think Texans have such a blowback with him? I don't know. Maybe is because he, he reminds me. I mean, I you're not gonna like this. I don't think, but he he reminds me of like country music of the Northeast in terms of like. Well, I don't hate country music. I know you don't, and but I don't know if you'll agree with that when it's done correctly. But I can see where you're coming from. I, and, I, and I'm not talking about, like, new school Texas country, Garth Brooks shit. I'm talking, like, old, sad songs. Like, like Lyle Lovett. Or, like, I don't know. George like, Jones yeah, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like, like those those old, like, sad, like... Regional connectivity. Yeah, like, like yeah. they're just singing about where they come from and their struggles and their day-to-day lives. And, and trying to figure out who they are in this world. and Right. Taking and, you on that journey with and them, so like if I were, that's why so many people connect to it. If I were a country fan, real. if I were a country fan, mm-hmm. I would hear Bruce and think, "Oh, this that, makes sense. This this is what I like." Yeah, as opposed to the reaction that you describe. Yeah, I think that's weird. They're all just, oh, he can't sing. Because like, see, because see, a lot of people can't. I sing. was, I mean, I like Bruce, and I and I respect Bruce, and I like country, and I respect country, but I didn't grow up liking either of those things. Yeah. Kind of for that reason. Almost. But, like, I didn't like regional-specific sounds when I was growing up. Yeah, and especially early E Street is very, very regionally specific to what was going on on the Jersey Shore at that time. Right. Like, if you go back and you listen to, like, Southside Johnny and the Asbury Jukes and shit like that, you can definitely hear the things that are happening with E Street happening in those bands. Sure, yeah. So, it's... It's cool stuff. I could do an entire episode on Bruce Springsteen's show. We won't do that now. Maybe (laughs) another time and day. Maybe another day. Uh, But this leads us to... I wouldn't say it's the opposite end of the spectrum because it's not a bad song. But it's just kind of mind-blowing that in the last few years, this song has just seen an elevated level of hype that Um, I haven't seen an old song gain in a long time. Toto's Africa. Yeah, what Africa is... by Toto. We oh, jam the song, and we're like... I don't jam it. We 
be talking to each other like, what is this even about? <laughs> why is this popular again? <laughs> why, why do millennials love this song? Uh, I was trying to figure it out. And it's like, maybe it's the synth. Maybe it's the vocals. Maybe it's... It's got a grandiose... The message? But then the message grand, is what? It's got a grandiose vibe to, yeah. the, to the chorus. The hook is, it takes you. The singing is good. It's all technically very good. Yeah. Well, because those guys were like superstar they were, yeah, session they, guys. Right, right. That's who Toto was. Yeah, they were superstar session guys, so they knew how to work their way around a hit. Right. They were like, here, we've played on all of these hits. Let's go make some of our own. And then they came up with that shit. Yeah. <laughs> that and Rosanna. Um, <laughs> was it bless or miss the rains? It's bless. I bless the rains down, down in Africa. So weird. The music video answers no questions. Also. <laughs> I haven't it, seen it, the music, it, music video. video. is like some dude, some like white guy with long hair. And, it, and I say white guy. I wouldn't point it out otherwise. But then everyone else in the music video is definitely not white. <laughs> like specifically African people, and he's kind of like sitting in this in this living room, and the living room turns into the jungle, and then jungle tribe people come and start throwing spears at him. What the fuck? That's that's what I am remembering from like watching it two weeks ago. Oh my god, and, that is and, weird. And just being creeped out, and then oh, and he's also like singing to a woman. Like, there's this other, like, kind of, like, okay. African woman. <laughs> See, what I get from the lyrics is that he's in Africa, and she's coming to visit him in right. Africa. and that's kind of what's going on. Okay. But, because she, she's not there with him. She's, like, out, he's, like, looking out the window, and he sees her, and she's, like, mm. And he's, like, damn, and I flushed like, those reins. Damn, those reins. <laughs> and then the tribe comes in and is very mad at him. Oh, okay. Throws spears at him, and it's just, and it's me and super Ed. confusing. And then you see like Toto. Toto shows up, obviously. Oh, me and Miss A started to notice this song playing places, and it's, we were just like, "This is it's in Stranger is, Things." Yeah, the first season. We're like, "This is strange that this keeps popping up." But this is before, way before Stranger Things. Yeah, this is weird that this song keeps popping up, and then all of a sudden we're watching New Girl. Yeah, and they're like sitting around a campfire. And they randomly break into an acoustic version of Toto oh, by eat Africa. my feet. What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you play an acoustic version? An acoustic... They're First of all... around with a, Zoe Deschanel and I'm, the guy with glasses I'm that's in a hair lot back. of stuff now. I'm taking my hoops out. First of all... <laughs> First of all... Everything... Every note in that song is like sharps and like... It's all just fucked up. The key is all fucked up. It's crazy. <laughs> and and so to play that on guitar, I'm questioning. You, you, you need a capo at best. They do it. And you got to change the tuning of the guitar. Ugh. They do it. And now, now I want to learn this on a guitar. And then we went to Philadelphia, and we're in Max Tavern, which is owned yeah. by Ron, Rod Mac, Ron McElhenney. Yeah. Rob McElhenney. Rob. And then uh, there they have one of the things where you can access the jukebox from your phone so we we're like let's play africa <laughs> so we were trying to play the always sunny theme song yeah because we're douchebags <laughs> <laughs> but um it wouldn't play what if he shows up oh my god what if he walks in the door and he's like, da, 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 da. <laughs> anyway so we're there and we play africa and simultaneously when that synth kicks in at the beginning simultaneously everybody in the bar just like turns to jello and just starts swaying and looking at each it. other it's so and weird it to hits me. the first chorus and the whole bar is going off just <laughs> just enraptured with africa so it's a drunk song <laughs> i guess it's a drunk song i don't like maybe small so. town girl living in a lonely world yeah i guess so what yeah is that song called don't stop believing I always call it Small Town Girl. And then no. people are like, what the fuck That's, are you talking about? That sounds more like a John Mellencamp song. Ugh, Small Town already, Girl. Don't at me, bro. I'm not going to don't at me, bro, about that. But speaking about don't at me, bro. Don't at me, bro. Don't at me, bro. Don't at me, cab drivers. I, I, I was on my way over here to record today. I had to get in two cabs, both of which tried to fuck me. Oh, God. Well, one did fuck me, just like, straight up. Like, literally, or...? Uh, yeah, he got his, he his dick out, and he's like, please, sir. No, uh... <laughs> he, uh... He, he, uh... 
he he got it. I opened the de- the cab. And I'm like, hey man, because uh, you know I was running late. Because I I'm I'm just out of work, y'all. <laughs> Boo hoo. Uh, anyway, uh, so I was in a hurry to get here, and I get in. I, I start getting in the cab, and the guy turns around and goes, wait, wait, wait. Where are you going? Because at five, I need to not do an accent. Uh, it's, wait, wait, wait. Where are you going? Because at five o'clock, my um, uh, it's I'm done. It's over, essentially. And uh, and I said, at this point, I know what he's doing because I live in Bushwick, and I've gotten this talk before. This because it's illegal. This is an illegal thing that cabs do. And if you live in New York or if you're visiting New York, if a cab tells you that you're going too far and it's the end of his shift, write his shit down because that is illegal. They are supposed to take you wherever you're going. Yep. Um, and I say, just to just because I knew where this was going, I said, I'm going to Bushwick. Even though that's not where I was going. Yeah. And, uh, and he goes, to- sorry, man, that's too far. That's too far. And, and and I just said, you know what, dude? Hold on a sec. Took a picture of him. Took a picture of his thing. Reported that motherfucker to 311. And, He's in trouble now. Yeah, fuck him. And then I get in another cab after that, and he turns around, and he tells me, I tell him where I'm going this time, which is not Bushwick. It's where we are right now. In, it's still in Manhattan. And he turns around and says, hey, my meter's broken. Uh, if you could pay cash, that would help me out a lot. And I'm just like, and I look, turn and I look at him and I'm like, you know, dude, the last guy just refused me because, uh, I basically just was like, hey man, I just reported your buddy that was in front of you. You know, saw that cab that I got into and that I got out of. I just reported that guy for not taking me where we're going. You need to fix your meter. All right. So don't at me, bro, with the cat, with these cab services. They keep complaining about Uber, Lyft, Juno, all these things that are supposedly taking their jobs away from them. Uh, no. And then they go and provide horrible customer service. That's the thing. Compare the only the, – because the only reason why I took a cab is because Uber's – because the only bad thing about Uber is the, is the surge pricing. Right. That's the only bad thing, which is avoidable. I can avoid surge pricing. It's totally – it's <sighs> – Anyway, don't at me, bro, <laughs> with these fucking bro. yellow cabs. Don't, don't at me, bro. Yes. Old ladies in the Upper East Side. I have a specific... Tell me about it. One specific story, because I could tell you 15. Yes. After working in the Upper East Side for two months now. Yes. Oh, my God. These ladies are, A, they're impossible to please. Yes. They are rude as it, it, as it gets. Yes. They're the rudest people I've ever met in my Never fucking say thank you. life. Never say thank Never you. Never say thank you. Tip worth shit. Yeah. I mean, they're just, they're old, selfish, entitled pieces of shit. Right. And so I'm standing at the front of the restaurant. Uh-huh. And there's a, we're next door to a pizzeria. Right. Pizzeria. And there's a pizza box on the sidewalk out near the street. We have a very wide sidewalk on yeah. 2nd Avenue. Right. And this old lady, old lady, comes up in her stupid pantsuit with her ascot. And no eyebrows, <laughs> by the way. Ascot. With her ascot. With her ascot. And comes up and goes, excuse me, sir. I'm like, hey, what's going on? You know, thinking she's going to ask me about the restaurant. She's yeah. like, what do you see when you look at the sidewalk? No. And I was like, ah, oh, that's a pizza box. She goes... Don't you think that's driving customers away? And I said, you know what? It may be. We should take care of that. Thank you very much. She doesn't take the bait that I... She doesn't take the clue that I'm ready to end this conversation. Or, or how about the solution that you provided? Yeah. The, so You said we're going to take care of it. Yeah. So she goes, I sell real estate in this neighborhood. And whenever I'm taking somebody, I make sure to clean up the sidewalk out front. Because you know what the difference between a nice neighborhood and a ghetto is? trash on the street and i said okay okay thank you very much she goes you need to get your people out here to fix this and i was your people your people and i was i just thank you very much closed the door went to the back has she spent any money at this at your at the establishment yet never set foot inside never even walked in she's just bitching at you she's just bitching she's just bitching to bitch (sighs) i go to the back and i'm just Oh my god. Here's the deal. It's one thing if a customer who has a reservation comes in and is like, yo, like there's like trash on the sidewalk. Yeah. Another thing, if somebody just complete stranger, what yeah. do you see when you look at the sidewalk? Yeah. Concrete so, motherfucker. You old entitled baby boomer assholes that live in the Upper East Side. Kiss my ass. Don't at me, bro. <laughs> 
Moving Ooh. along. Plowing ahead. Moving right along. Uh, what do we, our else boy, we got? Our boy Johnny Depp is in some serious shit. <laughs> and I got the government documents here to prove it. <laughs> yeah, this guy. I guess I guess we're becoming kind of like a... Uh, uh, we're just like dancing on the graves of all these on the, on right? the graves of all these guys like public lives. You know, one of these days, some people one of these... starting their podcast out will dance on our graves. Yep, which is fine. <laughs> so Johnny Depp is embroiled in a big time lawsuit with his management company, and his management company is saying that he blew all of his money because he has a two million dollar a month now, Matt spending habit. When you say all of his money, how much money? Johnny Depp has blown. $650 million. God. He has no money left. And he didn't give any of it to me. No, he didn't. He has blown <sighs> $650 million. Some of the things cited by his old management company was that he spent $75 million on 14 different homes. Oh my god. He spent $3 million. He claims he spent $7 million, but the records show that he spent $3 million to shoot Hunter S. Thompson's ashes into space on a rocket. He didn't shoot him into space. He didn't? I know this story. Okay. He, he shot them into the sky. Okay, he shot him into the and sky. And he blew them up. Either way, he spent $3 million to do I that. Really? Three million dollars. Oh my god! He spent seven. This is seven thousand dollars, but seven thousand dollars to buy a couch for his daughter, specifically because it was on Keeping Up with the Kardashians. <laughs> Over the past few years, since since he signed with this management company in two thousand, he's bought seventy guitars. And over 200 pieces of art, cited as uh, Monet's and Warhol's. Can all he kinds not of stuff sell like some of this stuff? I mean, you'd think he could, right? I mean, come on. Uh, he owns 45 luxury vehicles. Say vehicle again. Vehicle. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, luxury cars. Le- vehicle. <laughs> vehicle. <laughs> he spends $200,000 a month on private air travel. A month? A month. A month. He. It's reported that he spends thirty thousand dollars a month on wine. Yeah, I heard that. He says it's way more than that. <laughs> I love. I love it. I love. I was like, nah. They blew all my money, and they're yeah. like, well, he spent this much on this. And they're like, nah. And then he goes, no, I spent more. And there, that his accountants are just looking at him like, how is this our fault? Right. <laughs> so you're not telling us what you're spending. You're giving us. False information, <laughs> and then we're telling them because you're trying to shit on us. <laughs> we're like, no, look at this crazy guy. There's and a- then he, and then he's like, wait, nope, nope, nope. There's one more inch to my dick right now. <laughs> Depp's attorney claims that in a sworn deposition, the head of the management company said that he was out to quote destroy Johnny. They're gonna know everything, yo, buddy. <laughs> and part of that everything, a lot of people are drawing comparisons. To 55-year-old Johnny Depp to yeah. 55-year-old Marlon Brando. Oh my God! Is that he? First of all, Johnny spends from from sun down to sun up, just like a vampire in his rented mansion in London. Yeah, just drinking wine and smoking hash. Hash. That's all he does. Hash is just such. Yeah, and because of this, he can't remember any of his lines, so he keeps on retainer. A sound engineer to feed him his lines through an earpiece. On top of that, you know where sound... he got that idea from? From Marlon Brando. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say Al Pacino. No, he got that. They got that from Marlon Brando. Marlon wow. Brando was notorious for not learning his lines. Yeah, I knew At that. First, we were doing cue cards for him, and then they started doing an earpiece for him. Oh he my God. Johnny was good good friends with Marlon Brando before yeah, Marlon died. Yeah, he yeah. bought an island because Marlon Brando told him to. Yeah, um, <laughs> bought an island. So anyway, also, Johnny says, in addition to lines being piped into the earpiece, also has noises that help him react with his eyes. Noises that include um, bagpipes, bombs going off, and babies crying. Eh, I'm into that. I mean, that's not the most ridiculous thing, but he also, this sound engineer's only job is to work for Johnny Depp. Year round. But when they, when Johnny Depp's not shooting a movie, this sound engineer just sits at home collecting a check. <laughs> I'm serious, bro. I'm serious. I want to. This I can is do ridiculous. That job. I can do that job, Johnny. If oh. you need a lower, if you need somebody 
to pay if you need to pay someone less money than you're paying them now, I can do that, Johnny. I'm just gonna put that out They're there. They're saying his lifestyle costs two million dollars a month, and that he's just gone crazy. I'm jealous. Penelope Cruz said that him and Stel- that her Stella McCartney and Johnny Depp were out to dinner in London. Yeah, and Johnny decided that it was time to go ahead and pull out a tooth. Did he do it? He attempted to pull out one of his teeth while at a restaurant in London at dinner with Penelope Cruz and Stella McCartney. Why? Why? This guy's... What, what's going on? He's he, not... I mean, he's drunk yeah. and he's stoned on weed or hash. He talked a hash lot... Hash is so, like, trashy. Yeah, it is. It's I mean, just so European. <laughs> I, 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 just, I, just, I just associate that with, like, hoodlums. Yeah. And some weirdos that I met when I was in England <laughs> at one point in my life. This guy's going through some shit. He just got out of a nasty divorce. I mean... Yeah, that too. That yeah. too. Which he didn't sign a prenup for. Yeah. And his family and you know, you... people close to him said, do it, do it, get a prenup. They didn't want him to marry her to begin with. Yeah, of course not. Because she's like bringing dogs to Australia without permission. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. And, 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 and she's super young. And, and plus, like, once you have... If you develop wealth before you get married, it is only logical to have a prenuptial agreement. Yeah. Like, every... I know maybe seven rich people, and they <laughs> all... They all, like... that, And they're all married to each other, by the way, and I know that was an odd number. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink. Uh, but, uh, but they all say the same thing. They all say, yeah, you have to get a prenup before you, before you get married. Because what if something... Yeah. What if life you find always, something out? You know, life like, doesn't like, always work out like you want it. Like, like stuff doesn't like you have to protect yourself, and then this dude is just life Johnny. Does, life does not always work out the way you want it to. At least he's got those Harry Potter movies coming out, right? That's true. I guess life is even though I wish he wasn't in them. And we've already touched on this, but anyway, we've already talked about that. I'm yeah, we've already about talked about that and Eddie Redmayne and my disdain <sighs> for the man. Um, <laughs> so moving right along Speaking of life yeah, We have both lived in New York City for quite a long time oh, now Oh yeah I've been here five years, you've been here six Six And a, You're gonna give me a test In a conversation we had via text the other night while we were laying in bed This seems to be a common theme <laughs> Again, you were laying in bed I was laying in bed Again, I, I assume you were laying in bed I, I'm up I'm telling you, telling you, bro, I'm up. You're up at 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> I'm walking around. I'm pacing. I'm laying in bed. I'm shirtless. Andrea's sleeping. The dog's <laughs> laying on my feet, you know? <laughs> I'm just I'm going through Twitter. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm yelling at M- the MTA on Twitter. <laughs> so, Matt informed me that you're not a New Yorker until you've lived in New York for 10 years. It's true. Which I call bullshit on because... A lot of New Yorkers will say you're only a New well, Yorker a lot of, born here. Yeah, I don't give a shit what they say. <laughs> I feel like a New Yorker. You're not. I've accomplished more in New York than most New Yorkers I know that were born here. So yeah. I'm a New Yorker. Like moving out of the house? Don't at me, bro. I'm a New Yorker. <laughs> I decided... Come on, I, 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 just, was, I just burned a bunch of New Yorkers. You just burned a shitload like, of New Yorkers. Like, come on, that was, that was it sick. It was fantastic. That was sick. I want, I want acknowledgement. You moved that. out of your parents' house, you've accomplished <laughs> something. <laughs> Every, everyone I know that's my age and that was born here yeah. still lives with their parents. I know lots of 30-year-olds. They're 30. That still live with their folks. And I get it to an extent. Yeah. But I'm also like, you've been here your whole life. And you still Don't haven't have found a, a way. Yeah, you still haven't found a way to figure something out. To like, how do you tolerate your? I parents? mean, the biggest pieces of shit I know from my hometown at least have their own apartment. I can't. I, like, me and my parents were not good roommates. Not same. I mean, no, I mean, mom and dad love you. Love, love you, you no so offense, much. But everybody grows and changes, and right. you gotta move on with your life. Every now and then, your dumpling <laughs> has to leave the house, and you try to eat him. <laughs> But you can't eat him because he's your dumpling. Right? Exactly. <laughs> so I have decided yes. on these government documents. <laughs> I have decided to give Matt Butterfield a little New York City citizenship test. Sure. Just to see his knowledge of various different things that are New York City. So, question number one. What was New York's original name? New Amsterdam. Perfect. New Amsterdam was actually... Where you're sitting right now. Yep. The lower tip of Manhattan. Yep. Number two, 
What is the name of the mayoral residence? Gracie Mansion. Gracie Mansion, named after Mayor Mansion. Uh, Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Number three. I believed you for like <laughs> one second there. Fucking I was like, that's where we get the word mansion from? Fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Question number three. How long did it take to build the Empire State Building? Four months. I have no idea. <laughs> 13 months. Okay. That's pretty astonishing when you think about That's it. That's quick. They built the world's tallest building. That was the world's tallest building for another 40 years. They built it in 13 months. Wow. Through one of the harshest winters in New York City history. Oof. Fucking crazy, right? People were just tough back then. People were tough as nails. How, like... Well, it was also in the blows of the 30s. So these guys that were working were working with um, with New Deal money, okay. and it was the only they, yeah. they were like, "We gotta get, the, we gotta roll. Yeah. If we if we lighten up, they're gonna fire us, and yeah. then we're back on the breadline." Right. So they they killed it. They crushed it. Wow. They knocked it out of the park. Um, yeah, man. What's the next question? Question number four: When a New Yorker says, "quote dead ass," unquote. <laughs> Are they referring to A, a deceased posterior, B, a deceased donkey, C, a serious situation, or D, you if you stop in the middle of the sidewalk, motherfucker? Man, what are you talking about? None of those questions are even in there, man. I'm dead ass serious. Dead ass serious, dead bro. Dead ass serious. It's I a mean, serious I guess situation. C is the most is the most correct. When I was on the phone with my mom, I said I'm dead ass serious. She was like. What? Yeah, <laughs> I haven't whipped out dead ass to my parents yet. I feel like, feel like they would. I feel like one time. I feel like that's one of those phrases that where whenever I was a kid, because when was the last time you ever heard me say I was fixing to do something? It's been a while. Never is the answer. Oh, okay. Because my mom, I'll never forget. I said it once in front of my mom, and she she grabbed me. <laughs> she grabbed my wrist. She just goes. We don't talk like that here. <laughs> she probably said it a little nicer than that, but I just remember being like, "We don't talk like that here." We don't. This is not our family. <laughs> and I feel like if I ever said "dead ass," she would have the exact same reaction. <laughs> dead ass serious, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, next question: From what borough does the famous chopped cheese sandwich originate? BX baby, the, the Bronx. Bronx. Represent. I've Bronx been represent. Once. I've been a couple times actually. It's you know it's not terrible. It's not I've the worst. Been to Yankee Stadium. Robert Moses kind of destroyed it with the Cross Bronx Parkway, but that's a whole other episode. Um, <laughs> here we go. Next question: What arcade style game? was illegal in New York City until 1978. I already know this because of Stuff You Should Know podcast. Yeah. That's the pinball machine. The pinball machine. Because it was considered to be a game of chance, not one of skill. And until they added flippers. Because it used to be pinball was you would just pull the, pull the pin, let it go, and it would shoot the ball up and then fall, and you would get the points based on how it fell. So that was a game of chance. They add the flippers, it becomes a game of skill. And then it's no longer illegal. New York City, New, NYPD used to hold what was called Prohibition-style raids. Yeah. It just, just drag these pinball machines out on the sidewalk and destroy just, them. Just like, like in the office space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's an office space episode, brother. Boom. Love it. All right, moving on to the next one. What does an NYC taxi medallion cost? $900,000. You know, you would have been close... Four years ago. Yeah? Four years ago, the price of a New York City medallion was $1.25 million. Right before he left office, Michael Bloomberg bought a shitload of them when they released a new batch of medallions. Yeah. But due to the popularity of Uber, Lyft, and Juno, they have now gone down to $425,000. Wow. Yes. Don't at me, bro. That's capitalism at work. Yes, Mike Bloomberg just lost his ass on some taxi medallions. Crazy. Next question. Yes. Which subway line does not stop at 14th Street? The D. You're correct. The D train does not stop at 14th Street. I only, I, I, well, also the G and. Well, no, out of, yeah. 
Oh, oh yeah, this was a this was a multiple choice, choice question. I already you're, know this because op- I take the L all. The your time. options were the A, the L, the D, or the M. Yeah, right. Well, but I take tra- the L all the time, so I know what's which is unfortunate because if you're on on Fourteenth Street's the Village, and there's a lot of people down there looking to catch the D. Yeah, and fuck the D train. Fuck the D train. Anyway, second to last question. Okay, what street is the Apollo Theater on? 125th. Nailed it. Boom! Nailed it. 125th Street, the heart of Harlem, New yep. York City. Have you ever been over there? Yeah, I've been up there. It's pretty cool. It is really cool. It's it's, ho- it's hopping, man. That play- that area is... It's on fire, dude. It's just always, always something going on. Always something going on. Street festivals all the time. Yeah. Um, if you, when you get up into the 140s along Broadway, it's becoming Actorville. Everybody yeah. up there is working towards their equity card. Right, I mean, it's right. Just, That's where all my... That's where literally almost all of my actor friends live. That's where you're going to move. <laughs> Maybe. If the rent is going the way it's going in Bushwick. Anyway. Uh, Last question. What was Times Square's original name? Logan Square. Wrong you are. Well, Logan Acres? Long Acre. Long Acre. Long Acre. <laughs> Long Acre. Should we give it to him? No. What do you think? Should no, we I give it, it to wrong. him? No. Why did I say Logan Square? I don't That's know. That's Chicago. Yeah. But hey, you did really, really well. I got a C. No. I got a B. You got a B. You did really well. You got 80 For Butterfield. B for Butterfield. B for Beery. I've always got Bs. <laughs> I got a lot of A's there, Chief. All I got, right. I got a lot of Bs. <laughs> I'll never forget the time whenever in fifth grade, my mom finally gave me permission to get Bs. And I was so relieved. I was like, I'll never be better than just barely above average. Please. Some mercy. Oh, man. <laughs> so I think that just about does it. Is that the episode for the week? That's the episode for the week. You got anything else? I don't have anything else on my run sheet. I have anything else. Sheet. Um, I guess we're just going to, yeah. Uh, if you have, we still want to take advice, so you can email me. Yeah, we still Matthew, want questions. Matthew.s.butterfield at gmail.com. Also at? Also at Twitterfield on Twitter. And at Matters on Instagram. I am at Matt I am MattBerry06 at Yahoo.com, at MattBerry06 on Twitter, and MattBerry06 on Instagram. Come on everybody. Join up. Join the revolution. Like, share, and subscribe. Let's get some more listeners Let's this week it. for the love of God. Please, please.